Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a stream freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. Oh, wait, that's me. Welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It's the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. Unlike yesterday when I recorded Mighty Marvel Geeks, I was the intrepid Uno with a field agent and a junior janitor. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one, huh? So, um, how's it going? Well... It's been a day, but it's okay because I am now officially on vacation, so everything's good. That's a good thing to be on vacation. Mm-hmm. So, it's always a positive. Um, So, wait, I saw something that caught my eye. I have to, we're going to have to bring this up real quick. Mm-mm. Oh, this is from April. Never mind. I think we talked about this already. <laughs> Duh. It's the uh, Hallmark Ornament Series. Oh, yeah. So, um, apparently, remember we talked about over on uh, Wookiee Radio about one of the Hallmark exclusives was going to be the Ewok on the speeder bike? Yep. That will go with the Biker Scout on speeder bike <laughs> that they're actually putting out. Oh, right, right, right. That would be a cool combo to get. Yeah. So, um, oh, I guess check out the homepage. WeebyGeeks.net. Our affiliates supporting them supports us. Also, too, check out our web store. We got some great merch there, hats, T-shirts. Um, I actually have two Weeby Geeks hats and a Wookie Radio hat, which my daughter's taking the Wookie Radio hat because I'm getting a Flex Fit. <laughs> I like the Flex Fits a little bit better than the uh, adjustables. But when I wore my Wookie Ra- or my Weeby Geeks hats at the trade show I went to, everyone complimented the hat and how great it looked. Nice. Now, new change to the hat. It's not going to have the 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 deco plus sign behind it. It's just going to be the word mark Weeby Geeks, which is okay. It's still the show, and that turned and it, like I said, it turned out really good. Um, the also to check out our partners found me, uh, which is the Bluetooth trackers and heroes and villains. They're the ones who just released this awesome looking Mandalorian line, but they're also the ones behind the, uh, the loot crate that we got the star Wars loot crate and the heroes and villains stuff that we've talked about in the past. If you've seen our unboxing video, no, I still got to get our loot crate video up. (laughs) It's been so busy. I haven't gotten it up. (laughs) It's going up this week. Promise. Um, and so, yeah check them out use the code weeby geeks all one word or 15 percent off your first purchase so i think we got the business stuff out of the way 
But there were some other great business news this week. No, I'm not talking Wall Street, Dow Jones, that type stuff. I'm talking Paul Rudd is joining Ghostbusters 2020. I like it. I, I kind of like the title. Mm. It's not Ghostbusters 3. It's Ghostbusters 2020. Uh, is that the official title? That's what they're going with at the moment. Mm. Um, apparently, uh, Paul Rudd put out a short video of him in front of the infamous fire station, basically saying that he is joining the cast and um, has almost slimed himself a few times talking about it. <laughs> Dude. I know. Um, what his role will be is still up in the air, but um, wouldn't it be cool if he was uh, Harold Ram- played Harold Ramis' son in this? Yeah, actually, that would be cool. Egon's son. I could definitely go for that. Be about the right age. Mm-hmm. So um, now the Sony hasn't commented on plot details, but insiders say that the story will be an extension of the original and will focus on a single mom and her family with Coon playing the mom. Who's Coon? Oh, Carrie Coon is also in talks and Wolfhard playing her son from Stranger Things. Oh, right, right, right. And... um. It is unknown how exactly it connects to the original Ghostbusters series, but Sigourney Weaver is also rumored to return as Dana Barrett. Well, how old is Carrie Coon? Actually, that won't work because Because. she's 38. That won't work because uh, Sigourney Weaver had a son, not a a daughter. Well. Because I just lost one of my stories. Uh, Actually... I just had another thought. If this lines up right. No, never mind. He's 50. <laughs> I say Paul Rudd could do it. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is, isn't he? Yep. He seems so young. Yeah. You know what? I want to I play his video of him with the announcement. It's from YouTube. That should be, we should be okay with that, right? Think? Sure. All right. So here we go. Here's his announcement video. You see, this is what happens. Every day, people coming out and taking pictures of this. I put it on screen for you as well. And really, can you blame them? Can you blame them? It's such an epic film. I love it. I'm a fan. When I heard that Jason Reitman was going to be doing a new version in the fall, and my agents called him and said, Hey, Jason. We hear there's a part of a young, semi-young, strapping man that needs to be cast. Who are you going to call? When I heard that they were going to call me, well, as you can imagine, I nearly slimed myself. I can't wait to join the cast this fall for Ghostbusters. In fact, I'm sliming myself right now. <laughs> oh, I love Paul Rick. Yeah. So that that's the official announcement. So um now despite the exciting news of Rudd and the legacy of Reitman, uh too many or too many this all male cast has been seen as an attempt to undo, for better or for worse, depending on who you ask, the twenty sixteen all female Ghostbusters. I don't think so. 
I don't think so either. Because there's been rumors for how long of Ghostbusters 3? Yeah. Before Kit Paul Paul Feig's all-female Ghostbusters. Yeah. And... Mm. Now, well, of course, there was the criticism from men who claimed that version ruined their childhood and that this is Sony's choice to go back to all male cast. No, it was a horrible script. It was. And it was and it was one of those that it it would almost seem like a rehash of the original. Mm. And it, yeah, it just and the character I didn't care for most of the characters. I liked I liked Kristen Wiig's character. I think that's the only one I cared about. Yeah, pretty much. Because she's the one who played direct opposite of McCarthy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hers is the only one who I cared about. That's the only one that seemed like there was a definitive story there. Everyone else seemed to be um, carry-on. Mm. Uh, the, the other... See, now I can't remember who that cast is. Uh, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy... Leslie Jones and oh, why is her name escaping me right now? I got it right here. Kristen Wiig, I I was fine with. Melissa McCarthy, I thought was too over the top. Yeah. Leslie Jones, I really could have cared less. I'm not a fan to begin with. Is it Kate McKinnon? Yes, that's what I was thinking of. I. I like Kate McKinnon, but I didn't like her in the Ghostbusters movie. I didn't care for the character. I was going to say hers was the second character I kind of cared for. I found her a little too much. If she like toned it down a little bit, I probably would have enjoyed it more. But Yeah, yeah. But definitely it was um, Wig is the one that, that I enjoyed the most. Yeah. And I think everything else was kind of too forced into it. Mm. And I hate to say it, but uh, I really, 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 really hated Chris Hemsworth's part. <laughs> it was a very one-note joke, and it just went on way too long. Well, you know, we talk about that briefly on uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks. Oh, yeah? Considering he has signed an extended deal with uh, with Marvel for more movies. Oh, cool. So, uh, so yeah. Uh but uh, so so with this, I don't I don't think it's a okay. The males who had issues of this ruining their childhood, okay, whatever, they're entitled to that. But it's it's sort of like Green Lantern. Oh, it was a horrible script. Yeah, I mean the cast was okay. Yeah, it's just horrible script. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> Jingle All the Way, fun cast. Uh, horrible script. Uh, Hey, any movie where you could put the big show in as a giant Santa Claus, fine by me. <laughs> there, there's a um, there's a series that I was watching on on a Sci-Fi Channel, but they just canceled it. Called Happy, yeah, which is based on a Grant Morrison comic book, and uh, the show is supremely messed up, and it's just awesome. But uh, there's this one guy that was in prison, and he had a big guy with him, like as a sidekick or whatever. And I totally didn't realize it until I was watching an interview, but it was the big show. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's, a decent, he's a decent actor. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's been a while since, it's, you know, I've been in the wrestling world, so I've forgotten a lot. But uh, he hasn't been on screen in a while. Mm. In a long while. Yeah, I figured. So, um, well, 
that's pretty much all I got on Paul Rudd. Well, then, children, let us think back to a time many, many moons ago. Uh, back to the year 1980, in fact, when, when, there was, eh, when there was a movie that came out with a great soundtrack by Queen. And uh, if you you may remember the theme song to this movie called Flash Gordon. Flash, uh, savior of the universe. We should we should do a duet. <laughs> <laughs> we want to keep um, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but I can't help it. Every time I hear Flash, that's what pops in my mind. So. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought there. Wow. <laughs> so, even though Flash Gordon is a classic, a classic film. Yes. Perhaps not a traditionally great film, but a classic nonetheless. A cult classic, if you will. Um, nothing much has come of the movie since then. Although, Hollywood has been trying many times to bring... F- the movie uh, back in for the past 40 years in some way, shape, or form. But now, it looks like 20th Century Fox, uh, which is now a studio that exists under the ever-widening Disney umbrella. Aha! Interesting. They will attempt a different take on Flash Gordon. This time... They're looking to bring back, bring Flash Gordon back as an animated film with none other than Taika Waititi involved, who you may remember from such films as Thor Ragnarok and uh, other such uh, fun and interesting films. Uh, In fact, you can probably see a little bit of inspiration in Thor Ragnarok from Flash Gordon. Yep. But Deadline recently broke the news that uh, possibly Taika Waititi might be writing or directing, or neither of those. It's unclear at this time. But it is clear that he is definitely involved in some capacity. Uh, And it looks like this animated movie would probably kill any other potential Flash Gordon projects that are out in the ether. Uh, For example, most recently, Julius Avery from the movie Overlord had been set to write and direct a film, uh, and he had replaced Matthew Vaughn, who is also working on a Flash Gordon film. And there have been a parade of other screenplays and uh, and uh, people attached to them, with everyone from J.D. Payne to Patrick McKay to diehards Steve E. D'Souza. Uh, all of this over the past 20 years. Also, this would not be uh, the first time we've seen Flash Gordon in an animation. Uh, Filmation, the yeah. ever popular... I don't know. Are they as popular nowadays as they used to be? I don't think so. (laughs) Um, Filmation used to be a big part of some of my favorite cartoons as a child. 
Uh, they they did a show titled The New Adventures of Flash Gordon uh, between the years of 1979 to 1982. Yep. I used and to watch it. I don't think I've ever seen it. I'll have to check it out. Um, however, one I will not check out is the dreadfully 90s teen and extreme, in quotes, version that lasted uh, one season in 1996. Yeah, not a lot of good stuff in the 90s. <laughs> I don't think I remember that version. I don't, I, I'm pretty sure I did not see it. I, I was think I think when I initially saw it, I thought it was for the uh, um, it was just rehash of the uh, the old ones. Uh, perhaps, uh, but if they went with a teen a teen version, I don't think they I don't think so. Um, but you know one one thing about Flash Gordon, and one thing that did make the original movie so great was uh it was uh very campy and uh i think uh, i think taika watiti is a good choice to uh to keep in that vein without uh without going too far overboard so uh you know what i'm interested but the the original film had a great cast as well yes it did uh sam j jones as flash and we may have to try and reach out to him (laughs) See if we get him on the show. Curious to see what other things he has done. Um, from what I understand, not not a whole lot else. But he it's, was uh, he he was our Flash though. Yes, but he's uh, he's moved on to other non Hollywood uh, things. Um, are you sure? Well, he's done some sure. shorts. He was in the Flash Gordon TV series from 2007 that was on Sci-Fi. I didn't even know there was one. <laughs> Yeah, I remember watching it briefly. It wasn't bad, but it only lasted one season. There, There's actually a documentary about him, which I haven't watched, but I've heard about. And uh, he didn't, he didn't, he's done little bits here and there, but yeah. he hasn't really done any serious acting since then. That's fine. He was Flash Gordon. Uh-huh. Just the stories about Flash Gordon would be cool. <laughs> Try to see what else he might have done. He was in The Highwayman for 10 episodes as The Highwayman. He was in six episodes of First and Ten. Oh, that's right. He was. He was in My Chauffeur. <laughs> that was an interesting movie. That was a, a very uh, impressionable movie for me as a kid. He was there. Uh, he was also in uh, Ten with Bo Derek. He was? <laughs> yep. So, um, hey, he's got a website, maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, yeah, this does not. I go to his website. Here's what pops up. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, that's not Flash Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. The search for his site will continue. Um, yeah. <laughs> or the search to get him will continue. Um, so, yeah, the cast was Sam Jones, Sam J. Jones, Melody Anderson, who she kind of dropped off after 1995. Mm. I already peeked at her, at her stuff. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, I, 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 <laughs> what? I, I peeked at her IMDb. Her last thing was a TV series uh, in 95 as a cameo. Oh, really? Yeah. She did like eight episodes of All My Children. 
She did six episodes of Jake and the Fat Man. Hmm. She, but you know what? She was also in the TV movie Police Woman Centerfold. So, hey, I might have been on the right track. <laughs> um, she was on Battlestar Galactica. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The episode was called Experiment in Terror. She was also on BJ and the Bear and Logan's Run. Anyway, um, let's see who who else is in this. Max von Van Sido was Ming. Yes, and of course he has re- most recently been in The Force Awakens as Lars yeah, Anteca. But he didn't have the mustache. Nope. <laughs> nope. I loved him as Ming though. Yeah, he was great. Um. Topol was Dr. Hans Zarkov. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ornella Moody as Princess Aurora. Of course, European actress brought over. Timothy Dalton as Prince Baron. Yes. Brian Blessed as, uh, oh, crap, Volton. Oh, one of my favorites. See, I had these action figures, too. Oh, did you? Yeah, I had, I had a couple of them. Nice. Of course, Brian Blessed's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, he's a mm. great actor. Yeah. Great voice actor, actually, too. <laughs> he's got that voice that is just very noticeable. Yes. Um, so to continue on, uh, Peter Wingard as Clytus. Mm. Richard O'Brien, you may know him from as the creator of Rocky Horror Picture Show, played Baron's right-hand man, Fico. Interesting. Yep. Uh, Philip Philip Stone as Zogi, the high priest. Oh wait, Clytus. Who? Clytus was the mass figure. Yeah, I loved his end. <laughs> um, John Hall Hallman as uh as Luro. Who who was Luro? Oh, he was one of the the wingmen. He was uh Voltan's right hand man. Then Mary Angelina Melato as Kayla, who was Clytus's she was the scientist that had the, the black and gold outfit. Oh right, right, right. Leather outfit, which okay, yeah, cool, fine by me. Especially eighty, I was a pressurable mm-hmm. kid. So um so yeah. I, I don't know if they do this animated. I don't think I want it. I, I'm just afraid it might hit a Disney animated look. And I don't want that. Yeah. I want something. Give me what, what he was doing with Thor Ragnarok with a little mix of filmation. Mm. And I would love that. Yeah. And I would not be opposed if you bring back Melanie Anderson or Melody and Sam for the voices. Yeah, I mean, you could totally do that. I, I would love that. Bring Snido back, Von Snido back, too, as the voice of me. Yeah, that would be some cool... Um, um, be great tributes. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> and if you want to go slight camp with it, they would be perfect. So, um, I don't know if this would be perfect, though. Dwayne Johnson is reportedly set for the lead role in Fantastic Four reboot from MCU. <sighs> Okay, continue. (laughs) In case we missed it, there's a chance that Dwayne Johnson may be joining the MCU soon. But who would he play? Reports are claiming that he is being considered for one of the lead roles in the Fantastic Four reboot. Yeah, okay. So, Thing or Johnny? Because I don't see him as Reed. I think he could make a good Sue. (laughs) (laughs) Do we go doom with him? I'm sorry, too Polynesian. 
with his yeah. with his Polynesian heritage, you know, too much of that for him coming from a fictional European country. Also, I don't see him. I don't see Doom being that buff. True. I think either Thing or Johnny. Yeah. Unless they didn't go. Unless they went with another villain. As well, they could do like Doom and then have another villain as they do. But even then, for a Fantastic Four villain. See, I don't think he's going to be a villain, though. No, probably not. I can't even see him as Johnny Storm. I can only see him as the thing. Yeah. Um, Now, they're comparing him to Vin Diesel. And what I mean by that is The Rock's Marvel role is just another Vin Diesel situation, trying to build up, trying to build hype to get a meeting with Marvel. Um, What's interesting is with Vin Diesel being mentioned in the tweet, uh, of course, this is from Roger Wardell, who honestly, I have no clue who he is. That name sounds familiar. Uh, well, he's coming out saying, too, that Marvel Studios are a big fan of David Morrissey and are considering multiple roles for him in Phase 4. Multiple roles? Does that mean he's going to be the multiple man? <laughs> uh, hey, who knows? Uh, there are also no plans to add Deadpool in the MC- in the, an MCU Spider-Man 3. Yeah, that was a rumor going around for a yeah. little while. Uh, we'll talk about the other rumor that I heard, too. Oh, boy. Yep. Um, so the situation is Diesel provides the voice of Groot. Not surprisingly, fans could believe that this could mean Johnson could be the voice actor for the thing. Hmm. Quite possibly. So it is possible that he will play Ben Grimm, which means he will get limited screen time as himself prior to the transformation, unless they're skipping the whole origin aspect and going straight to the characters. And I say that because there is a rumor that an end credit scene for Spider-Man is uh, Happy is doing a tour of the Avengers Tower to four people. One's kind of broad wearing a trench coat, and he's pointing out different things, and in the female in the group turns around and says, Reed, your lab will look great over there. Uh-huh. I'm like, why would that? Why would you even do that if you don't even have a cast yet? I know. I was going to say, it seems a little soon for that. So we know what's being talked about. Sure. I, I think that would make more sense for Happy to be sitting down, signing over, signing paperwork, turning it over and change and showing a name change from Avengers Tower to the Baxter building. Mm. Something like that. But yeah, I don't I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Things about the only thing I could see him doing, and it's the voice acting role. Yeah, which would be more than more than fine. Mm. Although then you'd have to to change the thing's moniker from the ever loving blue eyed thing to. <laughs> it's still well. You could put contacts in blue contacts in. I suppose. Could you imagine now? Can you, can you smell what the thing is clobbering? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> also, I'm trying to imagine the rock with blue eyes, and it's kind of creeping me out. <laughs> well, how about we go to the next story that's not creeping us out? All right, you smegheads, listen up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Red Dwarf, which was one of my favorite shows as a teenager. Yes. 
uh, and it has been making a bit of a comeback as of late. Uh, they filmed some new episodes a while ago and such. Uh, well, good news. Uh, actor Danny John Jules has promised that Red Dwarf will, will definitely return. Uh, and he even revealed that filming is set to begin later this year. Oh, sweet. Yes. Um, so, uh, the now 58-year-old actor... Wow. Was uh, yeah, uh, he told the Sun Online's big interview that he's joining uh, the original cast, which includes Craig Charles, Chris Berry, and Robert Llewellyn, to bring the sci-fi comedy back to TV. Um, to which he said, "All we know is it's going to be done by the end of the year." And of course, if you're unfamiliar. Uh, Danny plays the character of the cat on the show. Wow, which first aired in 1988. Yeesh. Yeah, I remember when it first aired. Mm. I love the show. <laughs> yeah, me too. His character is awesome. Yes. <laughs> I just love the, the whole idea behind him. He's just an evolved cat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, I love the android too. Yes, Crichton. Yep. Yeah. Um, so he continued to say, we haven't seen a script yet. It's all in negotiation, but I'm never worried about Red Dwarf. I've never been so comfortable in a gig. The fans are over the moon spinning cartwheels because unless you're watching Netflix, what are you going to watch as a sitcom in England? <laughs> That's <a> good point. <laughs> uh so earlier this month, he was reunited with his Red Dwarf co-stars in London, and he was teasing fans by posting a video on Instagram saying, we're not allowed to say a damn word about what we're doing. Uh, so, of course, there's been plenty of rumors uh, about filming, that filming had begun on a new series, and Danny has now confirmed it's in the making, but they haven't actually started filming yet. Uh, you're going to have to wait a little longer for that. Right. But for now, Danny is focused on his 11-date UK tour of his one-man show, I've Gotta Be Me, which k kicks off in September, where he portrays the trials and tribulations of the Rat Pack's Sammy Davis Jr. Interesting. It is interesting. Mm. Uh, he covers his rise to stardom, his relationship with Frank Sinatra, and fallout with American President John F. Kennedy. So there you go, kids. Red Dwarf is coming back, although we don't know when just yet, but I'm sure we will find out soon. See, now I want, I'm trying to remember how much Red Dwarf do I have. I, uh, I used to love, me and my buddies, we used to love that show. I thought I had it. Wait, maybe. I'm checking my iTunes. Because I know I, I've got the last two seasons, because they filmed them back to back and released them fairly quick. I haven't actually seen them. I want to. I'll have to look for them. I am checking my stuff. Because their seasons are super short. Yeah, yeah. I think some American shows could take a lesson from that. Yes. Uh, I do have season one, season two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and season ten. I do have them all. Yay. Yay. I need to figure out how to get these over to you. Uh, I may have to do two seasons at a time. We'll talk after show. Uh, mm. 
Um, well, speaking of talk, how about uh, we, we? There was rumors earlier in the year that Universal was teaming with toy and puzzle maker Ravensburger for a table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to McDonald's and order a Ravensburger, please. Mm. Um, for this a table. <laughs> Problem is, get it once and never more. Oh, 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 oh. said the Ravensburger. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> um, so apparently they were talking to him about a tabletop strategy board game based on Jaws. No, we never did find that uh, cereal, the Count Chocula game. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. That was supposedly at Target, too. Mm. Um, the uh, Apparently, the board game is now available just in time for the 4th of July holiday. And it's being sold only at Target. Really? See, now, now I want to look for that other game. Uh, it is being sold for twenty nine ninety nine. dollars um, So, experience Jaws as a suspenseful tabletop strategy game. One player menaces... The island of Amity as as the three-ton giant great white while the other players go on the hunt as Brody, Hooper, and Quint. So one's the, one's the shark, one is Bruce, and the other one is Brody, Hooper, and Quint. Um, you have two thrilling phases of gameplay capture uh, that capture the the edge of your seat excitement. Um, in Act 1, the game is played on a side of the board that depicts Amity Island. Uh, the shark prowls secretly through the waters around the island, attacking swimmers and avoiding capture. Meanwhile, the other players try to pinpoint the shark's location while also saving the tourist. Interesting. And then, just like in the movie, the heroes head out to sea on Quint's boat called the Orca. Players flip the board over to play Act 2, which will allow them to experience the climatic battle aboard the slowly sinking Orca. Brody, Hooper, and Quint are well armed, but they don't know where the giant Great White will strike next. Interesting. So, um, so yeah, this looks pretty cool. And the pictures of the board looks interesting. Yeah, it's really. I'm kind of curious to see to see how it plays. Yeah, I don't know if I'm thirty dollars curious though. Well, you know, that's me. But I'm now going back and checking for this Count Chocula game. <laughs> I think it. I think it was more than just Count Chocula. I think it was. I think it included uh, Frankenberry and Booberry as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I just don't remember the name of it. Yeah. Monster Crunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yes. There it is. And apparently, my local store has limited stock. Really? Hmm. I'll have to check it, but mine does, too. I want to know where I could get it. <laughs> where is it set? I, I, and that game's 14 bucks. No, nah, it's not bad at all. I, w- I think I want this game. Monster Crunch. Game features Boo Berry, Count Chocula, Fruit Brute, Fruity Mu- Yummy Mummy, and Frankenberry. <laughs> <laughs> game night's going to change in the empty household. <laughs> but speaking of changes, we are roughly, wait for it, one, two, three weeks away from San Diego Comic Con. Wow. 
three We're weeks away. three weeks away from the geek new year well you know what that means Exclusives. Exclusives. So let's cover some exclusives, shall we? Now, we on Wookie Radio, we have covered um, exclusives for Star Wars. Right. With still more to come. Yes. So now we'll cover some non-Star Wars exclusives, including this first one, which I like. So... There is a company called uh, Jada Toys. I think it's Jada or Jada. Jada. J-A-D-A. I would say Jada. Jada, yeah. Um, And they actually do some cool die cast figures and vehicles and actually have a couple of, excuse me, a couple of Batmobiles that they have done, including the 66 Batman Batmobile which comes with a little metal die-cast Batman. And I also have the uh, 1989 Batmobile as well, which also comes with a little Batman figure. And they are really cool, and I want to get more of them. They are awesome. But what I'd really love to get, but probably won't because this one's a little pricier, uh, but they are coming out with a Batmobile. Uh, from the Batman the Animated Series. So, those of you who are going to be at Comic-Con, stop by booth number 3746 uh, to snap up an awesome Jada Toys exclusive. Oh, it's in honor of the Dark Knight's 80th anniversary. That's right. Sweet. Yes. So, this is going to be a 1 in 24 scale, about uh, 7.5 inches, die-cast Batman the Animated Series Batmobile, which features a black chrome finish and comes in a special foil and matte finished enclosed collector package. And comes with a two and three quarter inch, one hundred percent die cast Batman figure. Oh, cool! Yes, uh, as I said, I have a couple of their their Batmobiles, and they're sweet. They they're just like the '66 Batmobile. The door is open, and uh, it has all the great little details yeah. in the in 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 the dashboard and stuff. Is they're just beautiful. This one is limited to 300 pieces and it will retail for about 50 bucks oh, wow. a, little, a little pricier than their normal stuff but it's a it's an exclusive so you know right but that's not uh, that's not bad for a comic-con exclusive no no not at all i think i think mm-hmm. normally they're like 20 bucks ish around 20 bucks um so they had they do have pictures of it and it looks pretty sweet i must say I can't tell. I would I would imagine they usually have something like the cockpit would open or something, but I'm not sure it does on this one. But anyway, um, so here's a little interesting facts about Jada Toys. Uh, in just one year, starting in January of 2015, Metal's diecast became a name synonymous with quality and styling. By obtaining major licenses from Universal, Marvel, Disney, DC, and more, Metal's Diecast has built a huge library of diecast figures in a short amount of time. These diecast collectible figures are one of the fastest growing lines Jada has ever produced. 
Uh, it has become a powerhouse in the toy manufacturing interest industry, combining hot new licenses with innovative and cutting-edge technology. They strive to bring their customers the same fun, high-quality products we have been delivering for over a decade. And, of course, as a kid, I used to love die-cast stuff. Um, so it's kind of cool to see it kind of making a little bit of a comeback. Yeah, yeah. But, the yeah, these are... Their stuff is great. It's just awesome. So there you go, kids. That's our first exclusive. What else do we have? Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> About keeping on the Batman theme, Lego reveals San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, the Dark Knight of Gotham City set. Oh, this thing is pretty sweet, too. Um, this thing is pretty sweet. The long-eared Batman is the minifigure that accompanies the set, which is 427 pieces, and will be priced at $45. Mm. Uh, the diorama features a water tower, gargoyle buildings, um, and the bat signal. So, uh, apparently, to get your hands on the set, Comic-Con attendees will have to enter a submission of interest through the Comic-Con 2019 exclusives portal beginning the last week of June, which will be mm. right now. Now, they're also doing a Captain Marvel set, which you've heard us talk about over on uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks. Why, yes, I did. And that one, we're trying to figure out how to do the flirting so I could get that for Zoe. Do that for Zoe. But wait, there's more. Oh, is that my turn now? It's your turn now. <laughs> All Which right. direction do you go? Well, you know, I got to go towards my main man, He-Man. Wait, that didn't sound right. <laughs> uh, because Mattel is going to have their own Masters of the Universe SDCC exclusive. And uh, it looks pretty cool, pretty interesting. Uh, so Mattel has revealed that their next exclusive um, is going to be for Masters of the Universe, a two-pack uh, and a Masters of the Universe Mega Constructs set. So starting June 17th, uh, attendees can pre-order the items via shopmattel.com. Uh, and uh, for the time being, it looks like it's going to only be open to attendees, unfortunately. Uh, for now, anyway. Uh, so the Masters of the Universe, by the power of Skull. <laughs> that was weak. Uh, I have nothing. (laughs) (laughs) This two-pack features Masters of the Universe mini-comic-inspired versions of He-Man and Prince Adam. Both figures include interchangeable portraits and and hands, as well as an assortment of weapons. The packing packaging is modeled after the mini-comic panels, and this is priced at $40. Now, the second item is the Masters of the Universe Battle Bones Mega Constructs Set. Uh, The building block set includes pieces to build battle bones. Also includes four micro figures, Manadons, Tila, Faker, and a flocked Moss Man. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a flocked toy that small. Hmm. Eh, Maybe. Uh... There's a huge array of weapons for the figures included, and that is priced at $30. It looks pretty cool. Uh, the cool. He-Man, He-Man figures are a lot more posable than their old counterparts, which is cool. Right. And the construct set looks pretty cool, too. So, what else do we have? 
Well, you went with Mattel. I'm going to go with Diamond Select and what previews they, they're showing. Uh, so we have um, the DC TMNT Michelangelo as Batman action figure. <laughs> this thing looks great. It does. It just, it just, the smile on his face kills me. This, this comes from the, from the movie, right? Which I know is also based on the comic. Yes. This one looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, the pizza, the different hands you can put on it, just him in general. Plus, it's me. <laughs> um, also, too, is the Ghostbusters action figure set uh, from Diamond Select Toys, which this features Peter, Ray, Egon, and Winston, all in their slimed appearances. Each mm-hmm. action figure will have approximately 16 points of articulation. Hey, look at there. You won a prize. Um... And then, uh, only if it came with Slimer too. Mm, yeah. But, uh, they come as well with interchangeable hands, removable walkie talkies and more. Uh, also too is a DC gallery speed force flash PVC set, uh, statue. See, they don't get prices on these. Mm, yeah. Um, it's made from high quality plastic, uh, but this translucent sculpture delivers the look of a resin statue and is in scale to gallery and fin fatale PVC statues sold separately. They also have a Marvel Gallery Shield Captain Marvel statue. This one looks pretty nice. Yeah, uh, she's Carol Danvers, agent of Shield. Captain Marvel dons the black and silver of Shield of a Shield operative in this Comic Con Marvel Gallery PVC statue. Um, striking a graceful pose in her shield uniform. She's approximately 10 inches tall atop a logo base and comes packaged in a full color window box. This actually looks pretty nice. Mm. Uh, also, too, is uh, in the Marvel Gallery line, X-Force Taco Truck Deadpool statue. <laughs> um Unfortunately, his ride got trashed along the way, and Deadpool is posed atop a destroyed taco truck base, sporting bunny slippers, <laughs> and wielding twin finger guns. <laughs> so, um, and it's in his X-Force costume. Also, too, we have a white costume X-23 PVC statue. Yeah, that one's cool. Uh, she's back in black and gray. Uh, the Wolverine changes her clothes in this Comic-Con exclusive. Uh, it's Laura Kinney, a.k.a. X-23, striking a menacing pose in her gray and black X-Force uniform. Uh, there is also a Marvel Legends 3D X-Force Deadpool bust. Mm-hmm. Um, an X-Men Phoenix PX figure. So cute. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Batman, uh, DC Heroes, Batman Damn Batman statue. This one looks nice. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Marvel Infinity Gauntlet Snap PX Desk Monument. That's kind of cool looking. Yeah. Also, too, uh, a PX Rick and Morty Pickle Rick Pop. <laughs> and then coming out, comics and graphic novels. These are all exclusives. Uh, Archie versus Predator 2, number one. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number 40. Uh, Wiccan, wait, Die Trade Paperback, volume one. Fantasy Heartbreaker. Amazing mm. Spider-Man, number 25. Mm. Immortal Hulk, 20. Star Wars, 68. Symbiote Spider-Man, number four. Venom, number 16. 
And that's about it from from them. Hmm. So we have one more. I'm actually glad you did the Diamond Select ones because that leaves me with Funko Pops. So, um, I don't remember what what convention. There was a convention, one of the conventions not too long ago where I remember they kept doing announcements like every half hour or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, which we covered as I remember. Maybe it was New York Comic Con. Anyway, uh, so some some of the Funko SDCC 2019 Funko Pop exclusives that you can't expect are the, as aforementioned by Mike, Rick and Morty Pickle Rick, exclusive that glows in the dark. Yep. I left that part out. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. That's why I added it. Um... This is limited to 25,000 pieces. Uh, next up, we have the Louis Blue Raspberry Ad Icons Otter Funko Pop Limited Edition, which is limited to only 1,000 pieces. <laughs> uh, Otter Pops. <laughs> next, we have the Mascot Toucan Funko Pop. Uh, I'm not sure what it's a mascot of, which also has a Pez version. Uh, next up, we have the Batman Funko Pop holding a, an SDCC bag, limited edition. That's cute. <laughs> I guess that would be a uh, Batman cosplayer. This isn't the new Toucan from uh, from the serial, is it? The I have look? no idea, honestly. I can't tell. No, I don't think it is. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, next up we have Wong from Avengers Endgame, which is a Walgreens exclusive. And he's cool. He's got a little, little glowing hands from the spell he's doing. I love it. Did you get the Batman one? Yeah, I talked about it. Okay. I love the bag. Yeah. That's the one I said looked like a cosplayer, a Batman cosplayer with yeah. his SDC bag. Next up, we have Minerva from Captain Marvel, which is a GameStop stop exclusive. Now, these, these will appear at, at Comic-Con first, but they will also be exclusive at the stores being mentioned as well. Yes. Including, actually, this one's kind of cool looking, a Gamora Funko Pop, yeah. which is a Hopic exclusive. Yeah. It looks cool. That's that's more of a, the, from the comics than the movie. Ah, oh, oh, I think you, t- you talked about this. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Next up, we have the Man-Thing Funko Pop. I must have this. <laughs> it is an Entertainment Earth exclusive. I want this one bad. It's so cute. Ah. And next up, we have Stranger Things, a gold demo, demo Gorgon, which is a Barnes and Noble exclusive. Oh, I want this one, too. Yeah. Next, we have Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, a Sigmund Funko Pop, which is a Funko Shop exclusive. Ah. Uh, uh, I want Sigmund. Oh, I used to love Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Ah, yes. Next up, we have Doctor Who, a Pating Funko Pop, which is Barnes & Noble, Noble exclusive. Blech. 
Oh, cool. Next, we have a Dark Crystal Mirror Funko Pop, which doesn't say it's exclusive anywhere, so good luck finding that one. Yep. <laughs> oh, cool. Then we have an HR Puffin Stuff Funko Pop, which is also a Funko Shop exclusive. It's great, but not as great as Sigmund. Yes. Even though it's the same family. <gasps> no. Yes. Next up, we have Ultraman, which is a Tokyo Toy exclusive. I wonder, if, I wonder if they ever made one in the original colors. That's a good question. I am searching now. They because did. They did. Cool. Because this one is, uh, it doesn't actually say what it's officially called. It just says Ultraman. Um, Ultraman glowing. Oh, it does glow in the dark. It looked like it did. Yeah. Ultraman glow in the dark Funko Pop. There you go. And, oh, you know what? Actually... Let me go back and see. I, I found there was it's from there's a Pop Asia line. There's Ultraman, Father of Ultra, Ultraman Jack, Ultraman Ace, and then two um, Kaiju. Oh wow! I just cool. want Ultraman. I have to look into that. And I guess there were variations depending uh, with the eyes. Huh? I, I gotta figure out how to get one of these. Very cool. Very cool. eBay's probably gonna have them for an outrageous price. Oh, I'm sure. So next up, we have Howard from Big Bang Theory dressed as Batman, which is a Walmart exclusive. <laughs> That's good. And then we have Sheldon dressed as the Flash, which is a Walmart exclusive. <laughs> and then we have Raj dressed as Aquaman <laughs> with the cheesy little seahorse. Which is also a Walmart exclusive. Oh, I love it. Uh, apparently, Ultraman, the original color, was a part of a pop television set that was a Barnes & Noble exclusive. Hmm. 50 bucks is the cheapest on eBay. Ow. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Penny, dressed as Wonder Woman, also a Walmart exclusive. And, of course, we have Leonard as also a Walmart exclusive. Then we have Dragon Ball Z, Gotenks as a ghost, Fungo Pop, which is a box lunch exclusive. And then we have a Dragon Ball Z Vegeta, Red Chrome, Hot Topic exclusive. And a RWBY Ruby Rose Funko Pop, which is a Hot Topic exclusive. Oh, cool. Then we have Peanuts Astronaut Snoopy Funko Pop. That one looks a, sweet. Yeah, that one looks cool. That is a Barnes & Noble exclusive. Then we have Neon Genesis Evangelion, which I can never say quite right, and I probably just butchered it. Uh, Asuka Funko Pop from Hot Topic. And we have Off Office Space Sticky Note Man from Think Geek. <laughs> Office Space, I love that movie. And we have Zoolander, Derek Zoolander Funko Pop, Pop, which is a Target exclusive. Has very interesting looking hair. Oh, cool. Then we have Starship Troopers, Johnny Rico, which is a GameStop exclusive. That's cool. Uh, then we have Forrest Gump with beard, which is a box lunch exclusive and hat. <laughs> then we have Teen Wolf, Scott Howard Funko Pop, which is a Target exclusive. Uh, then we have Jaws, Shark Biting Quint Movie Moment, which is Entertainment Earth. <laughs> that one's cool. <laughs> uh, 
It's bloody. That's yeah. That's awesome. Uh, then we have Harry Potter Fox Funko Pop flocked, which is a hot topic exclusive. And then we have Harry Potter Rita Rita Skeeter Funko Pop, which is a Barnes and Noble exclusive. And then we move on to Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, Nagina Funko Pop or Nagina, whatever, uh, which is Barnes and Noble. And we have Scott Pilgrim versus the World Vegan Police, which is a Funko Shop exclusive. And we have <laughs> the Hunchback oh. um, Quasimodo, the Disney version from Hot Topic. Uh, okay, backstory. Oh, the year, boy. The year Melissa and I got married was the year Hunchback came out. Oh, really? We, we could have gone to the world premiere because it was in New Orleans. Oh, no kidding. We didn't go because we thought you had to have tickets. Ah, uh, right. It was a freebie, and they were doing it at the Superdome. No kidding. Well, we we bought tickets to see it because um, it came with a nice lithograph. Um, and when we when we did, uh, we were it was a collector's ticket, but we were allowed to keep the ticket because it was our our honeymoon. So we came, we saw the show at Disney, um, and then two years later, I get hired by Disney. I'm watching Hunchback when I get told I'm watching the video when I get told, yeah, report to uh, the studios for your orientation there like cool and then you'll do half day orientation then you'll spend the rest of your day at your stage like cool what what stage am i going to be at oh you're going to be you're going to be starting off at hunchback Mm. so hunchback is been a very big movie it's one of those under underrated ones but it's it's one of those movies that is um important to me in disney i put it up there as one of my top three Mm. because of the the sentimental but my my top favorite is black cauldron the animated (laughs) But Interesting. Now I need to figure out how to get this one. <laughs> I know I went through that whole story, but it's so worth it because it justifies. Well, may, maybe check and see if they have another version that's not an exclusive. I don't care. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> next up, we have Moana. Moana and Pua on boot. Pop ride. Box lunch exclusive. Then we have Toy Story, Mr. Prickle Pants, Funko Pop, Hot Topic <laughs> exclusive. I just saw Toy Story 4 last weekend. It was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, Toy Story, Chuckles, Funko Pop, Amazon exclusive. <laughs> hey. Speak of the devil. It's just talking about this. Next up, The Black Cauldron. Hmm. I was just, talk- <laughs> just talking about that. Uh, Terran and Horned King 2-pack Funko Pop Amazon exclusive Hey, I have Amazon Prime There you go Wow, what a coincidence, huh? Crazy Oh. Next up, Carl and Ellie 2-pack A box lunch exclusive so, And then we Zoe huh? says she's dressing up as Ellie for, for Halloween Oh yeah? Yeah, my, um, my mom gave her Um my grandfather's old leather uh, aviator's helmet. Huh? Of course, we, we see Ellie wearing that for the first time mm. when they meet. So she's dressing as Ellie. Nice. Next up, we have Fortnite Loot Llama, uh, Walmart exclusive. Then we have Overwatch McCree, GameStop exclusive. <laughs> Banana Splits Flegel, Pez Dispenser. 
funny doesn't look like the banana splits we're going to see later this year on sci-fi network (laughs) then we have banana splits bingo pez and of course banana splits drooper pez and the set would not be complete without banana splits the snorky pez dispenser next we have the flintstones hoppy the hopperoo Funko Shop exclusive. Ah, Flintstones, Baby Puss, Funko Pop. Oh, and the cute. Yes. Uh-huh. Then we have ah, Wacky Races, Lazy Luke, a Funko Shop exclusive. Wacky Races, Sergeant Blast, <laughs> Go Shop exclusive. And oh, cool. Disenchantment, Princess Bean, a Barnes and Nobles exclusive. I still need to see that. I liked it. It was pretty good. It's not, I mean, it's no Futurama, but it was pretty good. Then we have Peter Pez, Funko Pop, a Toy Tokyo exclusive. Then we have uh, Rat Fink, uh, Toy Tokyo exclusive. It's a glow in the dark. Yes, it is. That's right. Um, then we have a Rat Fink Gray Chrome Toy Tokyo exclusive. And a Rat Fink Green Chrome to- Toy Tokyo exclusive. These are starting to become tongue twisters. <laughs> <laughs> And we have Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Hot Topic exclusive. Oh, cool. We have The Simpsons, Kang and Kodos, Glow in the Dark 2-Pack, SDCC, and GameStop exclusive. Oh, Ah. these are cool. These are awesome. Quisp and Quake vinyl figures, Fun Shop exclusive. And then we have Hellboy 5-star GameStop exclusive. A Hellboy Abe Sapien 5-star GameStop exclusive. Oh, cool. Conan O'Brien Funkos with Pocket Pop, a GameStop exclusive. Conan O'Brien Funko Pop final GameStop exclusive. He's orange. Batman Teal Chrome Funko Stop, GameStop exclusive. I'll have to get that one. Oh, cool. Green Hornet, Kato. Toy exclusive. Yes, it is. Uh, Then we have The Flash TV version, Cisco Ramon, Hot Topic exclusive. Ooh. And then we have a uh, blind Rick and Morty FYE and GameStop exclusive. And not that they're blind, but you can't see what the figures look like. Right. <laughs> and then we have uh, Big Bang Theory Bazinga Pop Tees, Big Bang Theory Sheldon as a Flash Tee, My Hero Ac- Academia Skateboard Deck, and that'll do it for the Funko exclusives. You know what? Uh, that pretty much does it for the show, even. That's good, because now my mouth hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounded weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Things we say when we're slap happy. <laughs> I think that's tonight's episode title. There you go. Because I don't know about you, but I've been up since 530 this morning. I have been up since 630. Normally, I'm up at 6.30. But it was an incredibly long day. Tell me about it. Uh, Any final thoughts? I'm on vacation. So, no, no final thoughts. I might have a new work assignment at work, Mm. which we talked about before show. 
Uh, apparently, um, Anthony Mackie almost appeared as Captain America, as Sam Wilson, Captain America in Spider-Man Far From Home. I saw that. Interesting. I, I think it's a good thing that they didn't. Things you say when slap happy. Yay. Yay. <laughs> well, if that's it for us. Oh, speaking of vacations, should we mention next week? Ah, yes. No shows next week. Or the fact that we're taking time off to be with our families. That's right. Since it is uh, 4th of July weekend. So um, everyone enjoy. We will hopefully you guys will see us in a couple weeks. Or hear us. Or (laughs) hear us more than see us. I don't know. We we may work out something where you see us. I'm still trying to figure that one out. It is possible. It is possible. 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 Sorry. (laughs) It's a show called Deputy Dog. I don't know if you remember that. Of course I remember Deputy Dog. It's possible. It's possible. So, um, so yeah. Other than that, I think that's it. It's only one thing left to be said. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. He slimed me.